Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have back with us two of our favorite guests, Mr. Todd Ginger and Jake Bible. Now, Todd wanted to come on. Well, I've been bugging Todd to come on the show. He didn't necessarily want to come on the show, but I talked him into it. And he wanted to specifically ask Jake why it is that he's so curious about like what people think and asking him political questions and all those kind of things that most people are kind of shying away from. Now, granted, Todd and I used to have a lot of these same kind of conversations years ago, and he's kind of fallen off now where he just doesn't have the energy for it anymore. I think he's just a little bit, uh, how do I want to word this? Just burnout, I guess, maybe is probably the best way to put it. And you know what? He wanted to know what, what gives Jake the energy and what makes him so excited to do it. We just wanted to have that kind of conversation. Now, granted, we could have had that over a couple of beers and a campfire, but we decided to have it for you guys. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it as much as I know that we had fun doing it. So without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us some guests we normally have, Mr. Todd Ginger. Hello. And Mr. Jake Bible. Morning. Hi. Jake is obviously High energy. super, super High energy excited Jake to be today. here. My coffee's not done yet. <laughs> so I wouldn't say this is another segment of the American Honesty because we don't really have like some crazy topic that we're going to talk about, which we normally do. So we're just kind of getting together to bullshit. But let's be honest, uh, that's what we always do anyway. Uh, so it doesn't really matter. It's basically just a normal episode. But specifically on this one, Todd had a question for Jake. <laughs> and he basically wanted to know... What makes Jake so crazy? Yeah, so, Todd, I don't much. know if you want to like expand on that a little bit, and we can kind of just get into the episode. And... Sure. Um, so, you know, Matt texted me a few weeks ago. He's like, we got to get together and have a podcast. And I'm like, why? I have nothing to talk about. So we went back and forth, and I finally said, I should talk to Jake, because I have no idea. I don't understand why Jake likes to go and talk to different people and get, you know... Uh, different opinions on opposite sides of the spectrum and, and listen to it all. Cause like for me, like but mostly politically, you mean, mostly right? politically. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, it's so, it's such a volatile topic in today's world. Yes. Today. And it wasn't so much like five, 10 years yeah. ago or so much, but like when you and I started exactly. a lot of these same kind of conversations, yes. but it very much is now. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's getting more and more volatile. So for like me personally, like I've, you know, I used to, be like Jake and I used to listen to all that. Now I'm We used old. to have tons of these yeah. same kind of conversations <laughs> right. years ago when we first met. Yes. Like like I've said before, like when you first came on, it's like you were instrumental yeah. and in a, a big part of my growth in like in politics, um like conspiracy theories, like uh religion, like aliens, like all that kind of cool stuff, you know. Right. And like like we used to have amazing conversations about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But as you've gotten older you've kind of like faded back a little bit, I right? Have, big time. 
Yeah, big time. Yeah. So, so the, the question becomes is what makes Jake like you were when you were probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> closer to probably his age? about that same age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plain and simple answer. I want to be like Todd. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't want to say I don't want to talk a lot here because this could take a minute, but that's why we're here. Cool. That's but kind of the idea, Jake. Yeah. That's what a podcast but, is for. Um, I wrote on the top of this, why do I woo? Because when I was in leadership, one of the strength finders that they did was WOO. I've never been through this stuff before. I didn't go to college. Now, explain leadership real quick again for people who haven't listened to other episodes. Medina leadership is just a thing where it just builds your leadership, goes on your resume, helps throughout the county and community. So it's and all about like local so, leadership. Yeah. You bring people together, you yeah. network, you learn yeah, things. But and it, the networking is huge for yeah. business and for your professional career and stuff. But it also helps you, like the strength finders, all these builders and things that you get to step outside of I don't give speeches and stuff normally but you go and sit down and you see all these people that do give speeches or whatever else and you talk to these CPAs and all these other people like Steve we had in here yes you know I know him outside of leadership but I also met him and rekindled again through that but like he's an Edward Jones financial guy and yeah. like just all these things and then how that, often do you guys get together with the Medina leadership oh uh, whenever they do it right now not at all well yeah but I mean normally it'd be like what maybe like once a month once a quarter quarterly monthly okay, depends so. on what event pops up like right now we're doing zoom meetings called discussions that matter and then that listen thing where we talked about so so maybe every few months yeah. like on a normal basis yeah and then because the thing that I like that they do some people say ah, it's more liberal it's this that it's the other they have a bias whatever like just people in my family or friends or whatever, they talk about that, that we talked about, we did this thing called listen, where we talked about systemic racism and something else. And the thing that I like about it is that when topics or stuff would get brought up, people would say stuff. I'm like, yeah, but you got to think this, or you got to, so like that whole, the black lives matter stuff, everything that's going on right now, we would get into talking about that. And we have these zoom meetings, if I can make it, cause they do it at one in the afternoon. I'm at work usually till three. Yeah. So if I can get into work earlier, if I'm on second shift, it's perfect. So then we can do it. We do these discussions that matter where we sit down in these group chats and you can click on which room you want to go into and whatnot. And there's usually about eight people and you sit in there and you guys talk about whatever you want. It just becomes a discussion. Yeah. But some people, but it, this is people that have gone through leadership or involved somehow or whatever. So they should be more of the adults in the room, the ones that can have these conversations, not be the screaming, whatever, like we've talked about before. We all know. You know, they get all upset or hurt, and you can't even have a conversation with that person. Well, we're doing this through leadership on like a professional level. I've been doing this kind of stuff for the last seven or eight years of my life or whatnot. Just I like talking to people. Like, like I literally love people. It's not being self-whatever, pat myself on the back. Like, I honestly just love people. Yeah. Now I get and, it. I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, so there we go. I'm a natural extrovert. <laughs> like, I, I'm an extrovert. That's when I find all these things out that, again, I've never taken Myers-Briggs test before and strength finders and all these things. So then when I start doing this and we do the research, Myers-Briggs test gives you your four score or whatever it is. That's like the INSJBC, yeah, yeah, ESPS, yeah. seven, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so you haven't carried the number of the whatever. <laughs> I found out. That you know, I was the extrovert, social, whatever it was, or socializing, all these things. Yeah, like that, I've, I've not researched enough into the Myers Briggs to know what they all stand for. It breaks down each yeah, letter. No, though, no, I so, know, yeah. but like I'm, I'm more of the, um, um, oh goodness, uh, Doctor Robert Rome. He talks about the DISC. Okay, uh, like the the cleric. Mm-hmm. Is there like, a test but, you can take for that? No, it's, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a test so much. It's just that it's a quadrant. Okay, so it's like DISC, and he calls it like. What is it? Dominant, like, um, 
uh, what does the I stand for? Um, in, in the Myers interpretive or whatever. Okay, and there's gotcha, like okay. uh, supportive, and then like caring or not caring, uh, like more like controlling. Caring's like, on Myers Briggs. Yeah, on but it's like, things, uh, yeah. but basically it's just like the the choleric, sanguine, phlegmatic, melancholy. But, but you can you can fall into some of these. These boxes or yeah. all of them. Well, yeah, some part that's, of that's, that's the thing is about the DISC. It's so much yeah. simpler because it's the four. It's like, yeah. like the top half is extroverted, the bottom half is introverted. Right. Yeah. Whereas the right hand side of the of the the, the thing is oh, it's influence. Yeah, influence. That's okay. That's, that's that's not the one that I've seen uh, specifically, okay. but it's it's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, but it's like but then the right side is like task oriented or people oriented. Excuse right. me. And the left side is like task oriented. So your objectives. Your so 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 yeah. you can you can basically break yourself up yeah. and like. Okay, I'm mostly extroverted and people oriented, or I'm mostly right. introverted and task oriented, right. or I'm introverted and people oriented. So it's like you can kind of like basically throw somebody in there really quickly, and right. they, they understand it pretty fast, which which is a nice thing. But I understand the Myers Briggs. I just haven't dug into it enough to know, like when they say that, like, oh yeah, what does all those letters mean again? I forget. Like I just right. So we'll see. Okay, so let me backtrack here. That all started in 2014 because of my job, but. My job sent me to a, a Auburn University in Pennsylvania because they were sending a bunch of us to be group leaders and training us to, you know, mold us their way to, you know, and that's what started me on the leadership thing because it was a college. I mean, that we sat down with professors once a month or whatever it was for a few days or whatever the thing was, and we went over all this stuff, and so many things made connections to my life and movies I've watched or stuff that I really fully believe or things that have happened in my life. A lot of shit's happened to me by 34 years old that not a lot of people have been through. Not saying nobody's been through this, but sure. the little quick timeline, like 18 to 20, I was working, get out of work, party, do whatever, go on the weekends, my friends, that's what I was, blah, blah, blah. February of 2007, I was 20 years old. I got in the car accident with my brother and a girl I liked and her friend that he liked. And like this whole, it changed my life. She stopped talking to me because of the accident, all this stuff, whatever. I was all upset. I, could, I couldn't remember half of my, my life that year. It was in a two-week coma where it was drug-induced because of all the surgery. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember getting life-flighted. I don't remember. I remember waking up on my back in a hospital bed with a giant fixator on my pelvis holding me together, and I had to lay on my back for three months because that giant metal thing I couldn't roll over. Wow. So you got a lot of time to think when you're laying on your back for three months. And Yeah, being I had 20, a, 20 years old, yeah. and your life is basically go to work and party with your yeah. friends. So like Brian, who we've had here before, the guy that wrote the book that was blown up by an IED, he's had the same experience, but through the war and whatnot and everything else, which is why it was such a reconnection when we saw each other at Edwin Shaw, where I was in rehab, that we haven't talked to each other since he was one of the people that we used to go party with and do those things on the weekends or whatever yeah. else. And then... We had that gap where he was off in war. I got in a car accident. I was working, whatever. And then we rekindled again where we just happened to meet at Evan Shaw. So all these things happened throughout my life and whatnot, though. And when I kind of came out of the haze or the fog that I was in in the hospital, I remember my family standing around me all making jokes that blah, 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 blah. My mouth never shut up since. And they don't know if that's from the brain trauma 
It certainly that, could be because there, there's a lot of study behind it was a like a traumatic reset brain, on my brain injury yeah. that it can completely change your mannerisms, yeah. your personality. Like big things can happen. Well, I had to go through that. speech therapy because I couldn't do simple shit like mazes and stuff where, you know, you would go and you have to try to get yourself out of this. And then I would run into the wall. Come and on, then we I all would, know the cheat here. You start at the finish and you go backwards. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to do it. There was a process for a reason. But this lady actually would stand over me while I was going through this stuff. And when I would hit the wall. I'd throw a fit. I'd get pissed. And she was explaining this is the cognitive therapy stuff and the things with your brain that that's, that's what happens. People that have had brain injuries. So this all got better over the course of the year, but I didn't fully come out of my fog or my haze where I, I, could, I could see myself like, like out-of-body experience. I don't know if you want to call it that or whatnot, but I, I was in pain so much that I was on pills or whatever, the, all the shit from the trauma – I had like a, a hazy fog in my mind. I couldn't think straight. I had to wear Depends all the time because I couldn't control my bodily functions. I had to move back in with my mom because there were no steps. So I could learn to do rehab and stuff all over again. And I had people to take care of me. I lived on a futon in her living room for, you know, however long. But like through that entire year, I was helped. I got help left and right. People were putting change jars in the stores. People were setting up donation bank accounts and stuff for me and my brother. For and like all this uh, medical bills for everything, physical yeah. therapy yeah. and all that kind of stuff. All my friends just were just doing it on their own and whatnot. And then I look at it where, like I said with Ben here, that I look at things through everything happens for a reason. I can timeline shit that has happened in my life to where I am where I am for a reason. This happened, this happened, this happened. The guy that I used to live with when I got in the car accident, we didn't really hang out, kind of separated his friends or whatnot. He moved out. I got another roommate, whatever. He calls me out of the blue one day. Want to go to a party in Akron. Cool. Same place that we almost got a house at to go to school. Okay. We go there. He's got a mutual friend. I got a mutual friend, whatever. This guy ended up inviting this girl that I was hanging out with, which happens to be my wife now, 11 years ago. We were all deciding beforehand. This is the famous red light, green light party? Yeah. Well, it's like we were all we, – I remember – specifically because we almost rented this place to go to school there and it's got one of those old cast iron lion foot tubs or whatever and what are the odds that this guy knows this girl that i end up talking to at the party or whatnot she puts her number on my phone while looking at my mom's dog 11 years later we're married if i wouldn't have done the things that i did i couldn't drive that year so people would call me to go to these parties and whatnot and then he wanted to pick me up to go so if he didn't call me for that, if he didn't want to go to this party because of his mutual friend that he knew with that person that knew my wife or whoever knew them, like we all got invited to the same party. Like everything happens for a reason in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's because of all the shit that's happened in my life. <clears throat> so like I wrote down the, the theories that other than everything happens for a reason, maybe, maybe like I said, the brain got scrambled and reset where when my family started laughing at me that, You've never been this talk. You've never been this. Maybe something seriously, like you said. Maybe it is. Well, there's a lot of study behind that, so that certainly trauma, could have yeah. happened. That that is that opened up doors in my mind or whatever. I mean, it were, was, were you where, more introverted as a child? I was fat and shy, so because I was the fat kid, people made chubby jokes all the time. Just kind I of was did. more introverted from that. So you you could have been extroverted. You just hadn't come out of your shell. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yeah, but I I love people even when I was younger where we were always talking to people and whatnot and they made the comparison that I was more like my dad like more more reserved more conservative more quiet and shy and my brother was a little blah 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 walked down the street talking with people like my aunt my mom or my uncle my mom like just how they were 
it's everybody goes, oh, I don't know how you guys just talk to people all the time. You and your brother will just walk up to people and just start a conversation. And I'm like, that's just how we are. So I like talking to people. So how do you handle it when people come up to you? Because like, obviously you, you like to talk about these controversial topics or not necessarily controversial, but they usually today's, are. Today's world, they are. How do you handle people when they start getting irate with you? Because they will, obviously. First off, the whole the, the woo thing that's yeah. so serious to me because when I was in again leadership, I'm not trying to backtrack and no, okay. this is me. I'm sporadic and I jump all over here, but we we'll, know that we know this. We'll, we'll keep the line. Don't you worry. Yeah, thank you. We'll, for we'll doing bring it back. That's what that, I'm not so glad. <laughs> that's what WO stands for. Winning others over. So regardless of someone screaming in my face over something or like when I did the white privilege thing before we talked about it, I was walking around work asking questions and I got all kinds of different answers where the calmest person was the big black dude that I'm friends with that he was like, yeah. And then we had the, like the nice civil conversation, the little short uh, liberal white chick or progressive white chick, whatever you want to call her. Like she was screaming on my face. Fuck out. Yeah, it was my privilege. Blah, blah, blah. She was getting all irate and screaming. I'm like, Wow. And again, I'm not trying to associate it with volume like Andrew said the other day. (laughs) She was yelling in my face about it. You damn right. Don't you say that it doesn't exist or something. I never did. All I asked was, what do you think about white privilege? I wanted to get different opinions. But again, in the timeline of stuff, seven years ago, people need to watch this video if they have not seen it. Ben Carson gave a speech at a prayer breakfast right next to President Obama. Mm -hmm. For 28 minutes, he sat there talking about how We need to talk to each other, have conversations. These are important. We have to talk about these topics. This isn't something that, like we talked about being uh, taboo, religion and politics is part of our life or these things that are spirituality. Well, I mean, as as I've said on the podcast numerous times before, like they're the only things worth talking about. Yeah. Like I could care less about what's on TV or the sports players or whatever. No, I, I get it. Now, people still need their... Um, distractions to yeah. take away from like everything, be able to sit down and just chill out and veg for a little bit. I get that. Yeah. But I think on a normal basis, we should be talking about these important things. Like mm-hmm. like the conversations that you and I have had, Todd, over the years, like it's been about deep, heavy stuff that yeah. most people aren't happy about. Like in, in where you work now, my old office, when we right. used to work together, it's how we met, obviously. It's like, we would have a lot of these kind of conversations, and people look at us like we were fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh my god, those guys are crazy." They're talking about these things, like, "Yeah, but these are the important things that actually matter in our lives." And, yeah, and like we don't have answers. Like yes. it's it's just a continuous conversation because it could literally go on forever because there are no answers. Yeah, like, it's just a discussion of like, how do you feel and what goes on, and hopefully. You know, I've I've matured as you've matured as well, and it's like hopefully those get deeper and deeper and deeper as we get gain more understanding of like our own lives and all those kind of right, things. Right, because that's life, isn't yes. it? I mean, it, it should be. Yeah, if, exactly. if you're not if you're not progressing forward, yeah. it's like like what are we doing here? We're wasting some time. Yeah, and and like we've I mean you've said it before with like what's going on now or whatnot. Like, what's the end goal? What's the? I look up stuff. I'm since I got mad seven years ago or whatever. Like this is right after Ben Carson's speech or whatever Mm -hmm. that got me all fired up to, I started watching more. I didn't know who Ben Carson was. So I started following more stuff, reading things. Yeah. Well, he always talked about the people, American people. We need to work together. We need to do this and that. And like no other politician was, especially with the, how divisive we were with people hated Obama. It's not my, my president stuff, just like it is with Trump now where it's again, it's getting more aggressive over the years here where, Mm -hmm it's not my guy. So the entire world needs to burn now because my guy's not in, you know, the white house, whatever. But 
he was the only guy that was talking about the people all the time. He was talking about us, we, all these together things. Oh, you mean make um, like Americans? Yeah. So <laughs> I started I started contacting all the people from Ben Carson because he was running for president and stuff. With all the leadership things that I was doing, my mind was expanding, and these things were just this is all new to me. You know, I I again didn't go to college. I didn't have. I don't think we had stuff like this when I was in high school. So I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I went to college, and right. they don't have those kind of things in college either. Right. Well, see, <laughs> I like learning. I like I like finding new things and challenging myself or whatever else. So then when I started doing all this stuff for Ben Carson, they gave me all these pamphlets, these books, whatever else. This is why I started Citizens Together way back when we would all, you know, whoever we could get to meet up at the bar or a restaurant to have these – Normal human beings, because we're all Americans, we're all citizens, we're all humans. Let's sit down and talk about whatever. That started me into this. Yes. And that's where, obviously, you met so, Todd, because I brought Todd yeah. to one of those events, and you two kind of yeah. clicked and things. In my mind, everything happens for a reason. If this wouldn't have happened, this wouldn't have happened, wouldn't have led me to this. So I can trace back. I know we can have this conversation with Ben, because he seems to disagree when I say that. So I would love to have that conversation. But... Well, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, when I say well, that I'm all not, the time, he goes, eh, did you really do that on purpose? I'm though? not sure I agree with it either, so okay. we can have that conversation right. okay, if you want perfect. to. Right, okay, perfect, right. But let's, let's not do that now. <laughs> right. Like, but, keep going here. <laughs> but, like, I, I just don't believe in the consequence stuff. When when you said you had your, was it Arizona where you had your, like, that, that out feeling? Out in Sedona, right? Yeah, Sedona, mm-hmm. where you had that feeling that, not an outer body, it was just a, like. Energy. Yeah, the energy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have three things happen or four things or six things happen in one week. And you're like, why did this all happen right now? Why did, why at this moment did this happen here within a few hours or days or month or week back to back? Like this is a great month or a great week. And you get that energy that I was laying on my floor in my old apartment back in 2009 ish or whatever. And my leg and everything was great. I was losing weight because I was running and working so this out is with my this two girl. years after your accident? Yeah. Okay. So after a year where I was on crutches or in a wheelchair or had this giant fixator on my stomach holding my entire middle of my body together, I couldn't do anything. The doctors told me I wasn't going to walk right. I was always going to walk with a limp. I don't. I, I had all these things where I was running and playing sports again and playing backyard tackle football. They said, do whatever you're comfortable with until, you know, whatever – no problem. I was doing all this stuff within a year or two afterwards, losing weight. Like all this stuff happened in a couple of days where I remember laying on my, on my floor in that apartment and I, they felt that energy and I didn't know what the hell that was, mm-hmm. but I was so happy or in a, like that bliss moment of my life is so amazing right now, regardless of what's shitty in your life, having divorced parents or being in a car accident, almost dying, well, almost we, killing we people, whatever. Remember, we also like, remember that the bad things that happen to you yeah. are tragic in your own life. Right. So, like, I don't want to say they, they define you, but they help hopefully make you grow right. and help you develop as a person. But any one of us could take the worst things that have happened to us yeah. and look at most other people and realize, oh, I got it fucking great. Right. So <laughs> because especially if you look at like around the world and especially through history, holy shit balls. Right, exactly. Do we have it so good? So laying so laying on your back in a hospital for three months and rolling stuff through your head, even though my brain wasn't fully working right, I thought about a lot of shit. Yeah, but I mean even just that in itself, think yeah. how amazing that is. Right. Whereas if that would have been like fifty years ago, they'd be like, Oh, you're fucked. Yeah. Like you're just you're never gonna walk yeah, again. Yeah, you're not gonna walk right yeah. or you might not. Because we walk don't have again. the ability to even you yeah. know, do anything. Is what I was told. Yeah. And then I was playing by the end of that year, fall, 
tackle football with my friends off crutches, out of a wheelchair, whatever. Uh-huh. Probably shouldn't have been doing it. Probably not, but I love the fact that you were. Right, but just like with Brian where he wasn't walking or whatever, and his mom, he had to get up to go out to the mail every day. You know, when Brian was here, I, I couldn't believe, I mean, he'd been fucking blown up by an IED. Right. Because it doesn't look like it at all. No, he's a beefcake. When, 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 when he'd been like, considered, what, 100% like disabled from the military, yeah. which most people – I hate to say it nowadays. They get that so they can get some benefits and money, yeah. and it's all bullshit. They say it's PTSD and all this kind of stuff, and most of these people have never even fucking seen combat, yeah. which drives me fucking crazy because if you look at the actual statistics, well, I think it's like less than 10% of the actual military even sees combat. Right. So these assets don't have PTSD. They just fucking don't, <laughs> all right? So they're just trying to claim it so they can get money from the government. It's ridiculous. It's a scam. We see we see Brian, yeah. you know, who got fucking blown up he showed us all the pictures of what it he happened. looked like a skeleton yeah compared to what but, it looks but, like now but he's like fuck yeah. you and i'm gonna do what they tell me i can't do yeah. and he came back and like it's, so, it's amazing and you never would guess so i went through that i was a skeleton i was this big i was eating hospital food laying on my back whatever not he's, he's uh, holding whatever. up his pinky, pinky for those sorry. who are listening yes, and can't I see because we're not on video all right but because <laughs> i'm lazy let's be honest all this stuff so all that stuff with the timeline and everything and then when i started the stuff with the ben carson and around the same time when he was giving the speech, because we were pretty divisive back then when Obama... It was how, very divisive at that time. Right. If it was his fault or Bush's fault, it doesn't matter, whatever. But something... Somebody wrote into the trading post. So in my timeline, I moved in with my grandmother to help her out, help me out. I paid her rent, but I was living with her, whatever. That's where the trading post started from. We were writing in the paper. She got the trading post and would oh. read it all the time. Okay. I didn't really even pay attention to it. I'd grab like a Gazette or a Beacon Journal or whatever else it was or Cleveland Plain Dealer to read about sports or whatever else. Well, she used to get it. She lived by it. She swears by it, whatever. I started getting it, and it's the local community and stuff like that in the area, the counties around you and all that. So I started reading it, and somebody pissed me off one day because it was a Democrat-Republican something or whatever where they were just bad-mouthing whoever it was, because they didn't have a D in front of their name or they didn't have an R or whatever. And I hate that because it doesn't matter if you have D or an R. You are all, we're all friends or we're all human or whatever else. Like, you can have a conversation. This person was tearing into somebody because they had an R in front of their name or whatever it was. And it was just another human being that wrote into the post. And I'm like, that's bullshit. I don't like that. I wrote back. I was pissed. Well, then a couple weeks later, um, this guy writes back in and says, thank you, Jacob Bible. And thank you to this other person for writing because your articles, when you write back to defend other people or whatnot, like you're getting your voice out there to, I'm being the mouthpiece for people that don't want to say it. They don't want to get into politics and religion. They don't want to talk about these things. So I'm like, fine. Like what we did when we met the police officer at Spunk Myers and all that, you come out, you tell us your side, we'll speak it out for you, or I will say it for you. So people are all looking at me. Oh, he puts this shit all over his Facebook. He's like, I want to go to Facebook to see family and friends in pictures. Like, well, then you probably don't want mine on your, like, main person to see first or whatever. You can <laughs> set your families for that, no problem. You know, set it up your own way. I want to be that mouthpiece. I want to be the person that gets the silent majority, the people that don't want to say shit or whatever. I want them to whisper it to me or say it to me, express their opinions and their thoughts and all that. That's why I listen to the talk radio and I talk to people and I do this, that I have no problem doing that. I'm not afraid to say what I think. I'm not afraid to say what other people think, but they won't say it. I feel they need to get their voices out there. So instead of us being the loud-ass, stupid, screaming majority that are tearing down cities and burning and fucking people up and kicking people in the face in the street, 
the good people, the good-hearted people who enjoy their life and enjoy other folks and are fairly optimistic and like their job or whatever else, or, you know, like we try to be better, be good people, like but I say. That's, that's an unfair statement because what we were talking about is obviously most of the riots yeah. and the protesting and stuff that's been going on with Black Lives Matter. But and even all that the kind people that stuff. speak but out. That's, but the people who are actually looting and yeah. burning the cities and beating people up, that's right. a very small percentage. Right. And chances are they have nothing to do with the actual movement. Right. And they're just opportunist assholes and, and I'm not blaming, who are out there causing havoc. I'm not blaming just Black Lives Matter. Of course. No, like I that. understand that. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's it's not quite a fair statement when because, you say it like that. Because of all it's the propaganda. It's a very small the, percentage of the people right, who are out there Because of the propaganda and everything and all this, that's all we hear. That's all we see. That's what a lot it of people talk about. It depends on what about. news right, place exactly, you listen to. Exactly. But it that, all depends. We all know people don't like to look into that stuff. I don't pay attention to the mainstream stuff or whatever else. Like we've talked about multiple times. We listen to podcasts or we have these conversations so that we get so-and-so's story. And then we now know our story of what we've been through and what they've been through. That's why I have these conversations and stuff because I know my story damn well. I, I'm living it, you know? <laughs> so when I get to hear the stuff you've been through or what Brian's been through or what Steve's done or whatever, and all the things he's done or what you've been through, like all the, I look at it as when I look all this shit up before I write in the paper or whatever, I write about my life, my experiences, because if I can help somebody, I've watched a lot of motivational videos throughout my life. I've got books that are called unfuck yourself because of all the problems that I've actually put myself through or been into or whatever. And like the guy, motivates you to get off your ass and so i listen to that stuff you know i like psychologists and the books that they write and they say because i like to know how we work i'd like to know how like how do we get to where how do we how do we get an opinion on something the guy explains in his books like where we get our morals and values and stuff like that from and how we accumulate these ideas to make an opinion or whatever okay i like to know that what do they say about that well like like the the Righteous Mind. Jonathan Haidt explains how it, you'd have to read it yourself. I don't completely fuck this up and take it out of context. A psychology is a very interesting thing it to is. get into. And I've, right. I've read it for years. I know you have as well, Todd. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like it, it can be taken a bunch of different ways. So right. I, I wonder kind of like where your head's at with what happens with all that stuff. I. It makes me think about why I make or why I like I said, my opinions come from where they come or I look at what I've been through and I go, oh, that's why I see it this light or whatever okay. in this lens. So when he says something at the beginning of his book, like, is it right for someone to fuck a chicken before they bake it and eat it? And that's the stuff he asks his students and they're supposed to come up with an answer to that. Like, how do you even answer that? Well, there is no answer to that. Right, obviously. exactly. And that's his point, though. But he wants to see, like I read that thing the other week <clears throat> about that lady responding about crazy people or Trump or whatever. Some people look at that and go, ah, she's got a point. Some people look at it and go, hell, he's fucking crazy. And it's like, we're so different. I want to know your story and your story and story. Why are we so different? But we can come to these conclusions on things that that's why I like talking to people. Okay. So, and so long story what, short, whatever. What, but what's I mean, funny is when I'm listening to you, I, I think back to, you know, I was kind of like that for many years and I read a lot. I listened a lot. I um, watched a lot of video, read a lot of books and to help me form some of my beliefs and not just beliefs, but like wanted to see both sides of everything and <clears throat> make sure that I was more well-rounded. And, um, you know, I used to be that way and it's funny cause like the older I get and maybe cause I'm just older now, the older I've gotten, the 
the less I do that and the more, you know, I used to consider myself a moderate leaning, you know, lean to the left on some things, lean to the right on some other things. And I tell you what, man, the last few years I've been, I've been leaning harder and harder to the right. And, um, yeah, but I, I don't know if that's the case. Either that or because everything shifted. No, Maybe. no, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's the case because I don't think anything's shifted. And yeah. I think what's what's going on right now is like, well, let's, let's think about this for a second. Like you were talking, Jake, like just a little bit ago. It's like what, what happened with all this divisiveness? It really started with Obama, mm-hmm. right? Because okay. like, like Todd, like you and I personally know people um, during that time frame that just freaked out and thought the world was ending. They right. ran out and bought right. a bunch of guns and ammunition. And, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Right. But it was the first time in history where you'd really hear about it. And what happened around the same time that he got elected? Smartphones. Oh, yeah. So that started. There's a lot that happened. Which that, one are you looking that, for? That yeah. started all the social media stuff. And we've, we've talked about Agreed. this all the time, is that that gives people a voice who maybe shouldn't really have a voice. Now, Agreed. granted, everyone has the right to a voice. Right. Yes. But that doesn't mean other people should fucking listen to it. Agreed. Right? So, so it's like, that. yeah, but I, I really believe that's where a lot of the divisiveness happened. And people thought that Obama was going to bring us all together. And you saw more and more and more divisiveness throughout his um, presidency. I was going to say reign. Like, he's not a fucking king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, Everybody that thought he... Nah. You, you could hear some of them people I, talk about. You hear like those he same was. crazy assholes he's talk about... He's the Messiah. He's the, G- he's you, you the next Jesus. You hear those and, same crazy yeah. assholes talk on the opposite yeah, side about Trump, Trump yeah, this I know, time. I know. Yeah. It's, just, it's just how people are. No matter who gets elected, yeah. half of the country is going to be upset. But now... There's a way for them to talk about it, yeah. like like put out their anger, get together and do right. all these things, which is good. They need to be doing those things, yeah. but it needs to be productive. Yeah. And right yeah, now, yeah. we're not fucking being productive. Right. But if you look back and you look at all that stuff, it's like, hey, this really all kind of happened with the cell phones. So it's mm-hmm. like, I really believe if, if people were to get away from their goddamn cell phones right. mm-hmm. and talk to people like, like we do. Right. Like we all try to talk to people. Yeah. Like I'm completely off social media now. Like I haven't deleted my accounts. Right. But I couldn't even tell you the last time I logged in. It's been right. years. Right. Literally. So people are tagging your name and everything else and you don't even care because you're not even going to see well, it. Well, it's so. funny because I actually got an email the other day from a good friend of mine, like one of my very closest friends. Yeah. And his wife sent me like a friend request on Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. And I saw it like in my email. Sorry. You know, yeah. and it's like, I, I love you. Like next time I see you, I'm going to tell you, I'm so sorry. I, I'm not ignoring right, you. I, right. I haven't been on it. Like I don't right. care because we can exist without it. Well, it's, I found myself to be much happier yeah. without scrolling through all the bullshit. Right. Yeah. I, I, I found that. But, but if, but if you look back at all these things, it's like, we should be using this to pull each other together and right. to make our lives better, but it just seems to be making it worse. I right. Agree. We get to choose who our friends are and who we keep in our circles and whatnot off of social media. So when you keep telling me when I talked about the be a better person or whatnot, or when you reminded me, that's going to stick in my head because now, and this is just recent, whenever we talked about it last time, where I don't have to comment like I have been for the past decade or whatever on Facebook, where every time someone posts some shit, I don't want to say it's not being a troll. It's just I don't need to add my two cents, like what Ben was talking about the opinions and stuff. So the whole be a better person and be the change, and I will ignore that now. Or like it's taken me so long to get over it, but I'm an opinionated man. I'm a Bible. That's what we do. You know, like this is 
stubborn assholeness. That's what we've got. You in you get to make that choice. So it's, yeah. it's not just because you're a Bible. Right. You're choosing that's to do that. That's the joke just, I make all the time. I, I know, so, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just as clarification, like, that's yeah. your choice. Right. Because, like, let's say, for a great example, my, my father is not. But, like, if he was <laughs> an alcoholic, yeah. that I could say, well, I'm a Hest. That means we're alcoholics. So it's like, right. fuck no. I get to make that decision. I personally have a good friend. Who, whose father was an abusive alcoholic, granted. Right. He was a World War II veteran, and that's probably how he dealt with his issues because he mm. probably never went to therapy. Like, he probably definitely had post-traumatic stress sure. and didn't didn't have any help from the military, army. Right. I, I, it might have been the Navy. I don't, I don't remember what branch he was in. Um, but it's like, and he was a, a, an alcoholic and an abusive one. And, right. like, my friend was like, hey, you know what? I could be just like my father, or I could choose to be different. Right. You know, so, like, so I, I don't buy into that. But anyway, so if we that's were, just the humor. No, no, no I, yeah, I know. I'm just giving. Not, I'm yeah. giving you shit. Yep, but I'm yep. also just saying, hey, I'm not going to buy that. No, shit. I get it. I, I get don't, it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yep. But, <laughs> uh, but, but coming back to what you were saying, Todd, about <laughs> you, you were used to be like a more of a moderate, but now you're leaning more right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that. Again, because of all the social media, all you hear now is like. Is the the far screaming left? Mm-hmm. The like less than two percent of the population yeah, screaming the at the top of their lungs, yep. and that's what gets picked up in the news. Right. And also, what you hear is the far screaming two percent assholes on the right. You know, like that's all you hear from the other side of the news, and it's right. those two yelling at each other across like you know ninety six percent of the actual fucking population, which most of us are in the middle. Because yeah. I'll bet you, if we sat here and went through issues, you know, like like do you believe drugs should be legal? Um. Yeah. I used to, used not to? so much not anymore. Not so much anymore? Okay, yep. okay. I, I get that. Yep. Uh, like abortion, you believe it's a woman's choice, or you believe that it should be illegal? I, I used to. I, no, wait, no. No. <laughs> no <I'm> just, <laughs> I, I have I have a strong personal opinion on that. There you go. Um, I, I don't think it's my choice to tell somebody what to do. I think the state should be out of that. But truthfully, in my opinion, it's murder. Okay. I, I can get that, but it yeah. still should be their choice. That That's kind of where, yeah, and, where and, I li- And it's up to them to figure out what they should that's, and shouldn't that's, do. That's where I lean as well. Absolutely. He's and not going to force them and yell at them, though, because he's not. the good person. Of course. Though. Of course yeah, not. So. Well, we, we could also come to, like, right. do, do you believe in, like, gay marriage? Like, Fuck no. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can be just as miserable as the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like you and I have talked before. It's like you love who you love. Absolutely. And, like, and yeah. some bullshit book shouldn't right. dictate that. And so nobody yeah. else should either. You should be able to do what you want to. Like Whereas yeah. like, uh, like my, my coach, who's very liberal on a lot of things, as he's getting older, and he says this all the time, and I've stolen mm-hmm. it ever since. He's like, as I get older, I'm becoming an extreme moderate. Yeah. Because we should yeah. all be somewhere in the middle. Like yes. I'm very liberal on a lot of things, yeah. and I'm like and I'm very conservative on a lot of things. But yeah. I try to be in the middle, yeah. and and I want people to kind of have their own right to choose what they want to do. Right. I really believe that's important. Yeah, the thing that I have found on the social media, like the Facebook and stuff, is the that, Facebook. Um, yes. Like the, I used to follow like a lot of the news outlets just because that's I don't watch TV that much, so that's sometimes where I get my news stories. But like the more and more. Anything they ever post now, they they do it just to get people arguing. Yes. And then you see thousands of comments under below, and I'm like, that's how why they make you? money. It is, and and I understand, I, I I get it, but like, so then I just said, you know what, I'm just not gonna follow. I'm not gonna play stuff. that game. Yeah, I, one of I the reasons just, why I, I got off it. social media. Yeah, like, and I have I have one friend um, that I went to high school with. He he has, um, you know, he's, you know, he's a. a He's a Republican, and he posts a lot of different things on that. And he has this friend, and every time he posts anything, like, she's just all over him going, well, this is not true because blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. But then, like, he'll post positive shit, 
and she'll never make any comments on it. I'm just, and I and I just watch it from a distance. I don't say anything, but I'm just like, oh my god, these fucking people. They, they <laughs> it's keyboard just, warriors. It's the social it, media. It's like exactly Matt said. what it is. It just drives me. And crazy. we've all got it in our pocket. Where it's so it drives easy. me crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah but I, I also believe a lot of that is because there's there's no repercussions for what they're doing. You're absolutely right. Because if if they were in in yep. real life, they would never say these things to yeah. their friends, supposed friends. You're absolutely right. You know, it's like um, Andy Stump talks about this, and he's like, he has what he calls the elevator rule. Mm-hmm. It's like, would I say this to someone in mm-hmm. a closed elevator in yeah. a confined space? Yeah. Would I say it? If not, then maybe I shouldn't say it Agreed. online. Right. Yeah, totally. And right. I love that rule. Yeah. Well, see. When I physically do this stuff on purpose, you guys have, or people have obviously seen what I what I post online. I put controversial shit up there because, again, if I put something that's just la la, it's a picture of me and my wife doing whatever, which we try to let everybody see the things we travel the world and do these things. If I put a controversial one up there, those usually get the most responses. Of course. Just like all the news and whatever else, the clickbait and everything. But I had a friend because of the Black Lives Matter post that I had recently – where it was trying to stir up conversation. I put thoughts question mark on the end of these things because I want to see what the back and forth is. I'll sit back or I'll chime in my two cents and then stir the pot a little bit more to let the conversation keep going. He wrote me a personal long DM message or whatever where it was like, my wife's black, this and that. You don't know the things that we go through or that she experiences and this and that. I want you to tell so-and-so. And he gave me this whole list in his opinion. and his. I'm like, why don't you voice that yourself? I will do it for you like you're asking because that's what I said I will do. But you're allowed you, – you live in America. You can tell them, hey, bitch, my wife's black. I know more about this than you do. Shut up. Like give them your two cents and tell them you guys have this experience. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. If you don't say that to them, there's no dialect or conversation or discussion there. You like who've been through it and you've lived it. Yes, but nobody's looking for a conversation Because people online. don't like that. Though. No, no. Yeah. They're, they're just – they're trying to be hateful. Right. They're trying to put out zingers. They're trying to, quote, unquote, win the internet. Right, which is yeah. why I welcome it. I wear this hat around that says make conversation great again because it's either going to piss someone off or they're going to like it or the people will come over and go, hey, Trump hat, I like that. I'm like, it's not a Trump hat. You didn't read it. Read the hat. And they go, make conversation great again. Like, yeah. Oh, I really like that hat. Like, <laughs> Slow down and read before you just react over shit right now. Because yeah. that's or walk not... up to you in the bar and say, fuck Trump. Yeah, fuck Trump and walk out the door like that one idiot. But like, <laughs> I love quotes. I love reading things. I use stuff like this when, I mean, because there's a million quotes out there. There are millions of quotes that people all before us are, they leave the notes for a reason. You know, Ralph Alder Emerson says, the pers- purpose of life is not be happy, it's to be useful, honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference, and you've lived and lived well. I want to make a difference in somebody's life. If I do it in one person's life or an impact on somebody, if I hold the door for someone and it fixes them from a suicidal thought to that person held the door for me and humanity's not as bad as I thought, maybe they go home and change something about what they're doing in their life. They, just from holding a fucking door open, I will do it. If my purpose in life is to be a good person and put on this earth to help other people be good people, I'm cool with that. Like, I, I'm here for a reason. I don't know why all this shit happened. don't know why the accident happened. I don't know why I was humbled at 20 years old. I don't. What happened in the accident? Uh, 250 or 150 T-boned us, flipped the car, put me in a field. Wow. I was driving. Um. The girl was up front with me, I think, and my brother was in the back with the girl that 
he was talking to her or whatnot, and we got life flighted. My mom got a phone call that both your kids are being life flighted to the hospital right now, and wow. my stepdad's like, take your nerve pill, take two nerve pills, you're not yeah. going to like this, and I don't remember a year of my life, basically. Sure, but sure. Again, I shouldn't have been going to parties with friends later that year and drinking with all the shit that I've had with the brain trauma and everything. I shouldn't have been playing football, but shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, my life is where it is for a reason. You learn, you live, you love, you laugh, whatever. All these things help me to write in the paper, talk about my personal experiences, whatever else, or talk to other people. Mm-hmm. People have been through shit also. I'm not the only one. Sure. I want to hear your yeah, stories I mean, so that you know. I, I've never had an energy like what you talked about until that one time when I was at like the happy bliss moment. So when right. you said it, I'm like, fuck yeah, Todd's got it too. Like, you know, <laughs> like you don't talk to people, you don't find this shit out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I think I think the key to it is actually just sitting in front of people and talking because like the stuff across social media and, and text and you, you just can't read it. It's such a kind of, horrible way to communicate. It, it yeah. really is. It really yeah. is. And, and all people want to do is just fight back and forth. And they're not really, you know, number one, you can't really read con- context in, in any text or anything that anybody says. So you don't know exactly where they're really coming from unless you're sitting in front of them. And, and the the other thing is some, some people aren't really good listeners. The, the, the one thing about making conversations great again is you have to be a really good listener. And if you're not a good listener, it doesn't really matter what anybody says. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And since I've been writing in the paper for close to a decade or whatever now, I saved all the articles in the paper was physically coming out, which they're not doing right now because of this bullshit. It's all digital online right now, which is also them helping their business. But when they start printing the paper again, and they're not afraid of Corona being spread around newspapers or whatever and all that stuff, I clip the articles out when I write them. My grandma used to, and she would send them to my dad in Vegas, or my uncle writes into the Trading Post and the Daily Record also around where he lives. It's like the name Bible is in the paper a lot for opinions or editorial pieces, but it's either experiences we've lived through, the smart shit that we've talked to people about and found out our own little thing or whatnot. But I, I have articles where people were thanking me or this other person for defending somebody else's opinion. Like, one of them I had to write back in there was, what the hell are we doing here? Like, this is a letter to the editor opinion piece, and you're yelling at somebody and calling them names and bashing them and all this stuff in your letter because you didn't like what they wrote the week before, and I wrote back in the week after to defend the person two weeks ago. They're allowed their opinion. We're all allowed our opinions. We are all allowed our experience sure. in life. Yeah. And they're allowed not to like it. Yeah, and you're allowed not. And I That's said, this fine. is, I said, this is well, letters. You don't even to, mean and hateful about it. But I wasn't. I said, this no, no, is, not you. Oh, I, yeah. The other people but that's what in. I said to that person, mm-hmm. though, was you don't need, basically, you don't need to be an asshole. Well, then a week later, this guy writes back in thanking me again for my article defending. Like, so I don't like bullies. I was picked on as a kid because I was fat. I mean, people pick on, oh, you're the fat ass, you're the chubby, whatever. But I was cool. With everybody. I was the fat football pothead that was just, I didn't care. It didn't affect me as much as I thought, but that's why I want to know the psychology of stuff. That's sure. why I like it so much. Why Why do we do this shit? Yeah. Why are we evil little pricks when we're kids? Because we're kids. We haven't learned our life yet. You know? Well, hopefully. My, my wife, she had to quit college, take care of her mom, and then go back to college. So when she went back to college, she was an older student. She got to sit through classes, all these little 20-year-olds and 19-year-olds and teeny boppers saying, no, 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 blah, 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 this is how life is. And then she'd stand up in class and go, 
you're wrong because you need to live a little bit more of your life to understand this. Yeah, but what's good about that? She can break that down. Like you're wrong because of this, this, yeah. this, and this. Yeah, and then they sit back. You're down. wrong because I said so. Like, well, that's horseshit. They'd because... slink down in their chair like, oh shit, fucking nineteen. I don't know <laughs> shit. Yeah, and it's like those kind of stories though. But that's from the lady that I live with, so I get to hear that stuff, and then I can put that in the paper, or I can have a conversation with someone. Did Bring you, it on. I, I have I have an off the wall question. It's going to change the topic. So when you after you. After your accident, I don't know if you were religious before or after. Did it change you, your beliefs? I I went. Through, I would imagine it had to. I went through. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I don't know if it was before or after the accident. Though, a traumatic experience usually shifts people's perspective on religion. I for went. Sure. Well, I went through church as a teenager because, again, like I've talked about before, that was a place we could go where it was kind of a babysitter as well, where mom was working or whatever else. The youth group was picking us up. She knew where we were at. She knew if we were going to church camp for a week. She knew where we You're were. You're not snorting you know? blow. Yeah. Like exactly, just doing which happens shit. a lot in Chippewa Lakes. So you know all that kind of <laughs> shit. So my wife yeah. called me ghetto for being born in Chippewa. So I mean, but it's not that ghetto, but it is. We've got problems there. But like after, I, I maybe it was after the accident. Yeah, because I mean, we know how I am on religion or sure. spirituality. I've talked about it. That's why we. That's why I like talking about it. Yeah, it's all part of our life. You, like you love life. I mean, you're, to. you're living it. You love life. You're living it. We all. I'm not pessimistic. You guys don't seem pessimistic. Try to be happy and smile and try to make other I, people happy. I know a bunch of people, especially in the climate today with all the divisiveness online and people hating Trump yeah. and then people being afraid of Biden and all this other kind of stuff. It's like, guys, 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 like, let's all calm down. Like, yeah. We're all Americans. We're all going to get through this together. I personally believe there should be better choices for the president of the United States. And like, especially the, this election cycle, like, is this really the best we can do? Like, All I right. feel like we can fucking do better. Um, but nonetheless, that's, that's my personal opinion, <laughs> but like, let, let's just calm down. Let's, let's be okay with it. Like yeah. I've got friends who are super liberal, who hate Trump, yeah. who think the Biden's going to win in a landslide. A person I believe it's going to be really, really close, right. you know, but it's like, I believe that's di like divided so many people. It's like, but when I talk to my super liberal friends, like we have a lot of things in common. We can have great conversations. I believe in a lot of the things they believe in. Like we, there's, there's a lot of things that I, that I believe in that they don't believe in or whatever, vice versa, you know, and like, but I believe there's, there's common ground we can come to. And as, as long as we're rational human beings, we can have these great conversations. Right. It's like, but they believe that like, oh my God, if Trump gets reelected, it's going to be over. The world's going to end. Oh my God. Yeah, World but, War III is And I know a bunch of people that believe yeah. like, oh my God, if Biden gets elected, the world's going to end. Oh my God. And it's like, guys, no, it's not. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Like people are going to be upset. People are going to protest, riot, do whatever they're going to do. You know, it's like, I get that. That stuff is going to happen because when you get big groups of people together who are angry, yep. good things normally don't come from that. Like, I know they think they're trying to make a difference and trying to make a change. And the people who are trying to organize these things, they believe that people are good because they don't believe, like, the real horrors that happen in society. Yeah. They don't understand history. So they don't realize that things are going to get bad no matter what. Like, that is going to happen. I truly believe things are going to get worse before they get better. But I believe if we can all just, like, chill out a little bit, have good conversations with people, that things are going to get better. And right. I, I truly believe that. Right. Well, that's why when we say... Relax, have a beer, smoke some pot, have some sex, whatever, calm down, <laughs> whatever it is. No, we, we talked about that in the last yeah, podcast. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, is that seriously what we – do we need more of? But is it is it terrible to look at America that we have it so fucking good here that we're pissed about this little strife that we've got of we don't like who the president might be or whatever else? Like that's what's setting all of us off or whatever. I know there's bigger problems than that, but again – that's why I don't 
I don't need to pay attention to sports, not because they're protesting, but because the religion, the politics, the spirituality stuff, that's more important to me than sports. It took me until I was 34 to realize those athletes are going to continue playing. They're going to continue getting paid and whatever else, protesting or not, whatever they're doing, there's going to be gambling for sports and stuff and all this. Even if I don't pay attention to religion or politics or whatever, they don't care. Their life's going to go on. My life's going to go on. Our life's going to go on. But if the Browns win or don't win the Super Bowl, which might not ever happen in my lifetime, politics and religion are still going to affect everybody in the fucking country when they make laws and this, that, and the other. So I'd like to help that more than contribute my money and my time and my effort towards watching this football team. I can find that shit on YouTube. I can go get Game Pass for 100 bucks a year and watch old football games or whatever. I'm really that concerned about it. But I'm not. What I'm concerned about is... People screaming at each other for the color of their skin. People murdering people and the news not reporting on it the correct way. People putting shit out on the news that's completely fake and then weeks later we find out and then after two cities were burned, the real news comes out. You can't go, oops, burn that fucking city no, down. No, no, but, but they will because the, the media outlets will come out. They'll print a retraction. Right. No one will read. Nobody cares about. Right. And technically they've legally done the right thing, so they're fine. So, it's so like, like, no, that, that, is, that is inexcusable. My... My belief and the way the outlook of my life of how I look at that is I will be one of the people, the good people that will stand as a shield if I can towards that. If I can get 25 other or 100 other or 100,000 other people to stand there, link my arms with me and do the same shit where we're trying to physically have good conversations, talk this shit out in person, not screaming at each other on social media. It's, it's sad that we as adults have to be taught you don't have to comment on that or you don't have to whatever, but this is the society and the world we live in now of we've all been used to it for so many years or whatever, where it, you were on it and then off it now. And you're going, Oh, life's great. You don't need it. No, I found that right. my life is a lot less stressful without it. Right. So when we sit and have conversations with each other or with people, we can find out the shit they've been through and different experiences and how they form their opinions on stuff. Like I talked about with Jonathan Haidt and the psychology books and stuff like that. Like why we do what we do. It's fascinating to me. Fair and enough. Now, Todd, what has taken you from feeling more like Jake does now to where you're feeling now, where you're kind of like less about it. You're finding yourself being a little bit more, like I said, more right and conservative. Like you were saying earlier, like what's, what's taking you over that? Is it something specific or has it just been life experience and mm. talking to other people? Um, I think it, it's probably just, um, you know, one of the things that I, I learned um, in in therapy is that you don't have to tell people things if you don't want to. And I think that's where I started moving in that direction because, like, um, I had a specific thing that happened a couple years ago or a year ago. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to explain this? And I'm sitting there with my therapist. She's like, she's like, all right, well, let's write it all out. So I write the whole thing out. And she's like, now read it back. I'm like, ooh, that sounds pretty rough. And so, like, I went through this exercise with her where I realized, like, like if something happens in your life, and prime example, um, a friend of mine, um, actually, it's my son, he was moving from one apartment to another. And he had to tell his landlord who he had a feud with that he was leaving and moving to this other place. And I said, keep it simple. Just tell him, look, at the end of this month, I'll be moving. Thanks for everything. 
and leave it at that because he had this great anxiety of like, oh my god, I explain why. Like you don't have to explain shit. You have no, you have no reason. There's no obligation There's to no tell obligation. him why you're leaving. Yes, it's the same thing that like I remember you used to you say that all the time. Like you, you would leave for you would schedule a vacation day, and like people were like, well, where are you going? It's like it's none of your business. You know, it took me a long time to learn that. So I think I've kind of taken that and have run with it to where like my opinion on things really are not going to change somebody else's beliefs. Um, no matter what I say. So I think that's really why I've moved in that direction where I really don't talk a lot about my, my opinions because I don't think it makes a difference in anybody else's life anymore. I, I completely disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I, I think that's too much of a black and white, uh, Could be. mentality because, sure. cause you're looking at like, I'm not going to change their mind, mm-hmm. but that's not your purpose. Your purpose isn't to change their mind. In my opinion, um, it's like the purpose should be to have the conversation. And, and, it's, and it's like you and I have talked about like o- over the years. It's like you, you never want to put out stuff to try to change someone's mind, which is why the arguing on social media is fucking stupid. Sure. Because you're never going to change somebody's mind. Like the, to me, the purpose should be, hey, I'm putting out my opinion. This is what I believe. This is why I believe it. But it's like I know that, that you and, and myself personally as well – is like, I'm open to change my mind. Yeah, like I, I'm more than willing to say, you know what, I was wrong about that, and this is why I believe this now because this has now come to light, yeah. and I believe that that should be the purpose of those kind of tough yeah. conversations. And, and I guess is it, that is that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. It's like like it, it should be just you're throwing out your personal ideas mm-hmm. and opinions to just make them think about their own, yeah. and then they need to come up with their own ideas and opinions because as like especially like in therapy, it's like. The, the whole idea of therapy is self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And they're just leading you down the trail. Like, they right. can't tell you some magical thing Absolutely. that's going to change your mind. Like, you have to come to the conclusion yourself. Now, they're just professionals, mm-hmm. and hopefully they can lead you down that path faster yeah. and stop the hurting or whatever else is yeah. going on. Right. It's like, that, that's the whole purpose is to come up with your own ideas. Yeah. I guess it's a matter of if somebody comes to me and wants to know what I believe, I'll tell them, but I'm not. I'm less apt to share my share without being provoked. Maybe. Yes. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Where before, like I used to, you know, like, like what I do or. Yeah. Well that, and like, um, you try know, to start the fight or something. Is that what you would do? Or? Well, there were times. So like when I, when I, um, back in the two thousands, um, I, I did a lot of reading on just different things like JFK and, and nine 11 and all that stuff. And, and, um, when you start looking at facts, you start like realizing there's so much bullshit that's being told on that stuff. So like when you start, when I started figuring that stuff out, I, I wanted to scream to the high heavens, like, Oh my God, people, you need to all watch this. But like the more I realized it, it just doesn't, it's not going to change somebody's mind if they don't want their mind to be changed. Yes. So, right. so that's where that's where I've really shifted and just kind of pulled back and like, look, if somebody wants to come talk to me about different things like that, I'm happy to talk to them and I'll, I'll tell you the things that I've seen and read. Um, and if not, then that's fine. It's my knowledge. It's for, for my own personal benefit. Right. And um, if somebody wants to know things, 
my opinion on things, I'm happy to share it. Right. But like until then, I'm just going to just hold back. And you're not you're not forcing them to believe or like what you read or saw or whatever right. else. You're not. So yeah. You're you're you've got the open mind where you would have the conversation. And that's the whole thing of yeah. So many of us. Do, I, I made a little pissed off rant the other day on Facebook where it was like, we all need to not live in our little box and open our damn minds. So many people, regardless if they're not the extreme fringes, like we talked about earlier, where they're on, they're in the middle still, but they still don't make up their own open mind decision on things where they go by what they saw in the news, saw on the TV, read in the paper, whatever. And that's their complete made up decision. But it's like, when I say live your life, or like I used to or not like go out there and live your life, experience things, go travel, do stuff, whatever. That's going to teach you a hell of a lot more than someone's opinion piece or whatever, this thing you saw on the news. Yeah. Especially now we know that news isn't even correct factually until a week or two later or a month later when everything gets found out or released to the public now. So it's like, why are we, why are we putting our facts hundred percent into these entities where, this was the news. This is what they said. I just watched it on the TV, and you're yelling back in my face that that's what you saw on the news. And I'm like, wait a week. And then a week later, they're like, oh, you were right. <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking blind? Like, that's how weird. do you not? So, like, defending that person in the trading post, I don't want to say that that's my calling to not let people be bullied and all that, but I don't like fucking bullies. I mean, I've bullied my brother when I was a kid, and now that I'm older, I'm like, Why? I will stand up for anybody mm-hmm. if it's in the right mind or sense. Like we all have our own vices, obviously. We're human beings. We all have our own shit. But if if people aren't there to go, see what you're talking about, I got the open mind to hash it out with you or whatever, like yeah. I will fully back you on that. I will stand behind you and that's hundred percent. I'm leaning that way or I'm believing that way now myself because we had to talk about it or whatever. Like we don't do that. Agreed. Social media might be fucking us up even worse. I mean, it's, obviously, I think I think like technology is supposed to make our lives better. Moderation, but though. Unfortunately, I believe that people are taking it the opposite way. Well, we don't do and, stuff in moderation, and it, I think it's just it's taking people down these roads. Yeah, and everything's so negative about everything, especially like on social media and online and everything else. Because again, there's there's no repercussions. Like yeah. mm-hmm. like back in the day, if we would have had these arguments and said the stupid shit that we say to the people online, like they punch you in the face. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and nowadays they're safe because they're online. They can't touch me and look at me. And the worst thing that's going to happen to them is to get cyberbullied. Right. You know, but then there's also these all these assholes that are uh, that, that shut everything down and get them canceled and get them fired and all this kind of stuff. And it's like. No, nothing anybody says online should get them fired from their job. This is ridiculous. Right. What are we doing here? Like this outrage culture, like the cancel culture that they talk mm-hmm. about. It's and, like, like, like grow up, people. Like, yeah. like get, get get a life, get a hobby, get something. Like for sure, you don't need to be living in other people's lives and trying to get them canceled from well, their job. And, you you have a million hobbies. You'll dabble in I've every got, little I've thing. Got and too many. I'm, yeah, I've definitely got like an addictive personality. Right. When I get into stuff, I get into stuff. And like we were joking about, like last night, the three of us were together. Um, with 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 your wives and yeah. me, I'm single, so that didn't happen so well. <laughs> I kind of felt bad for Tina when you said like that your wife couldn't make it, Jake. It was just gonna oh. be Tina. I'm like, oh yeah, she was. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's gonna be a sausage yeah. fest. So I... Tina's gonna stuck with all his dumbasses, you know. But it's like we were we were joking because yeah. um, like you're you're looking to 
to possibly like do some new stuff with a with a house like soon, mm-hmm. and maybe like sell yours and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sorry if that's not no, public knowledge, but trying try to, try to be it's va- public knowledge. Trying to be vague here. <laughs> it's all good. But uh, it's like like we were joking. It's like oh, you need to get like a golf simulator so yeah. we can like practice playing golf. And I was like, later, you've gotten back into golf, yeah. and I have yeah, as yeah. well. And it's like like I I get so into things that I've literally looked at like. Well, shit! I can't put a golf simulator in my house, which is going to be thousands of dollars. I'm gonna have to sell my house so I can get like <laughs> like a, a bigger garage so I can build myself a golf simulator so I can get better at golf. And I'm like, oh my god, you get too into stuff. It's so bad. <laughs> I need funny. to just I need to just like pull myself back and like, okay, calm down, live life, have fun. You know, but it's like when I get into stuff, I tend to like go sure. way overboard. Matt of all trades, master of some? Or no, 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 no. I, I don't know shit about anything. Oh, like, see, that's <laughs> I, I just I get curious and I start going down rabbit holes. Yeah, and I, and I want to learn more and more. And yeah, more. but that again, the learning, the knowledge, the you're adding that stuff to your <laughs> your brain. Your, Could we call a golf simulator knowledge? I think oh. it's, it's a huge waste waste of time. I don't golf. I don't know about knowledge. Well, how about how about making ice? Yes, I mean that's oh, serious. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So long. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, I've been getting more into uh, bourbon and whiskey recently, mostly because I I like to drink. I, that's kind of what I do. It's it's like when we get together, typically we're yeah. drinking. You know, I was like, no, I'm not getting blackout drunk. Like I haven't been that kind of drunk in a very long time i might do that twice a year like at the christmas party yeah. or like the get together <laughs> i have here where i know i'm not driving or whatever but normally it's like we go out we have a few drinks we laugh we joke like like belly up to the bar great example yeah like we just have fun that's what we mm-hmm. do that's what i like to do with my friends that's yeah. that's a lot of what we do so i'm looking at like getting more into the bourbons so first of all like I don't like them as much. It makes me drink them slower, so I'm not drinking as much. Also, it brings down the calories, so I'm not because normally I do like a seven and seven, you know, whiskey and seven up, and it's a great drink. I love it. I could drink it all the time, you know. But it's like, but it's also then all the soda and the sugar and stuff you don't need for the next day. I don't feel as good. Right. Like if I'm gonna go to jujitsu in the morning or or go out and do something like ride my mountain bike or do whatever, it's like I, I feel sluggish. I don't feel yeah. like myself because yeah. I normally don't drink a lot of soda. You know, and I have one from time to time, especially after like mowing the grass. I don't know why. I love to sit down and have an orange pop. Mm-hmm. I have Fanta. I love Fanta. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, 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 it tastes great. A little it's sugary nice. sweetness. Right. I'm hot and sweaty. Yeah. Like, it's, it's great. I love it. You know, but it's like, I've been mean, getting more into the bourbons and like talking to my friend Nick, you know, and he's like, bro, like you need to stop putting ice in there. You need to get like one of those big ice cubes. So it melts slower. You don't water it down as much. I'm like, yeah. well, I kind of like watering it down a little bit. Yeah. Then it takes some of the bite away from the bourbon and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But he's right because by the end, it's like just – it's water with a little bit of whiskey in it. Like it yeah. doesn't taste good by the end of it. Right. So you almost have to like drink it faster so you kind of like get to it before it melts out. So what I was doing was I went on went online and looked how to make <laughs> giant blocks of ice <laughs> because I'm a nerd. And I watched like three different videos of like how to make crystal clear ice like you would see like at a fancy bar. Yeah. Like a big chunk that, bar. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a big chunk that would basically just fit in your rocks glass. And it's like I don't, so now I'm like going online and looking at things of what I would need to do that. And it was like, stop, this is so bad. <laughs> but but like, I'm such a nerd. We sat there and had a conversation where you explained to us your nerdery of how to <laughs> <Nerdery>. do so. <laughs> I now know a new experiment we can try in the freezer where we're gonna put the little cooler in there and try all this shit. So I didn't know that before. Your hobbies led to having a conversation with us, and now I am that much smarter because I like bourbon as well. We have a four-tray bourbon cuber 
where you make the big four blocks. Yep, yep. Instead of the bunch of the little a ones. A lot of people like those, yeah. Now I know I can try it with the cooler and the way to make the crystal clear ice thing. You just got to get one of the lid Matt. comes right, off. Exactly. But it's something we can try, though, because we're open to trying new stuff and having that open mind, that conversation we had right there. Now you just taught us that because of whatever bullshit we got into last <laughs> night. Where <laughs> your hobbies, though, keep diving on the rabbit hole. Maybe, maybe that's part of your purpose, Matt. Uh, Make the world smarter a little bit at a time because of your hobbies. I'm not sure what my purpose is. No, we don't. I, that's you the know, thing. And I'm I, not sure if I believe in all that kind of stuff. I'd like to believe that there's more yeah. than just this life. You know, so I hope there's an afterlife and all these kind of things. You know, I don't believe in what the Bible talks about with heaven and hell. I think that's just to scare people personally. But I really believe there's there's more to just this existence. Right, which is why. You know, I, I really believe that our souls are going to go on to do something. Now, I, I know there's lots of talk of... Um, like reincarnation and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I could see some of that. I get that, but I'm not sure if I believe it hundred percent. I'm open to the idea of it. It sounds interesting, but it's like, I don't believe that when you're, when you, when you have a, a, a kid or whatever, that a soul is just like, like instantly created, like, boom, there's a new soul. Bam. There it is. I get it. But like, but they had to start somewhere to come from something. Like there's more and more people on the planet than there ever have been, because let's be honest, like plague and famine and, lack of medical care and uh, I don't know, lots of fucking murder uh, through the guise of religion, you know, has, has taken people off of this planet, you know, and it's like all these kind of crazy things have happened throughout history, but it's like, but those souls had to go somewhere. Like maybe they have been recycled, but maybe, right. maybe, but maybe they go on somewhere else. Maybe they, they live in another plane or of existence or whatever. I don't know, but I mean, I'd like to believe that there is a purpose for my life. And, and I just, I don't know what that is. Well, a lot you of know. us don't. When you watch those videos about that, people explaining you don't know your purpose, but it's if you're stuck at a job you don't like, if you wake up every morning, you're mad that your alarm clock went off, you this, that, and the other, and you're like, you're, you're I don't know what my but, purpose yeah, is but, either. But how but much I, of that is, is people trying to get their purpose out of their job? It, and then their job becomes their identity. That's stupid. And, We've and, already talked about no, that. And, and, I, just, and yeah. I believe that is 100% wrong because to yeah. me, my job is a job. Yeah, it's so I can live my life and do the things that I want to do. It's it's not my identity. But like, there I, are I some people that have the purpose job. Hey, if if they love like a uh, great example, I was watching again a whiskey video the other day <laughs> with Matthew McConaughey, and he's been he's kind of become like the new spokesperson for Wild Turkey. Yeah, and um and he was talking with like one of the the main owners. I don't think he was the founder so much. I think it's like a generational thing, but he's. He's like 80-something years old. He's still working there because he's like, I still love it. Like, yeah. I don't work. Like, I, I come to the office and we talk about whiskey and we talk about branding and we talk about where the company's going. And it's like, and I love it. It's it's my passion. Right. You know, and like for somebody like that, like that's amazing. So, and but people talk about that too much, I think. They say, oh, well, find a job you love. You'll never work a day in your life. And that's hippy-dippy bullshit <laughs> because it's like you've got to be able to make a, a living. You know, like I had my, my boss's boss a couple months ago. Uh, this might have been like a year and a half ago, honestly, now. I was I was pretty rough. I was going through a tough time in my life. I wasn't focusing like I should have been at work. I was just, I was struggling. It was it was a tough time in my life. And he was like, are you happy? I'm like, no, I'm not fucking happy. Like, I'm having a tough time in my life. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, first of all, it's none of your goddamn business. Yeah. And you're not the kind of person that I'm going to talk to. There's about, I don't know, three people at the office that I trust enough to be able to talk to that's not going to run off and gossip to everybody else and spill my... High school drama. Yeah, and, and spill yeah. my personal life to everybody else because it's none of their fucking business. But there are people there that I confide in and talk to and they know what's going on. And like, and like you guys knew what was going on during that time. But he was like, you're like you know, 
And he's, he was like, I just, I don't see you like loving your job. You don't seem very happy. And what's going on? And like, you know, what do you want to do? I'm like, I fucking like, I love sitting on my couch, watching movies, bullshitting with my friends, drinking whiskey. It's I love doing that, but it doesn't fucking pay well, <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, now, granted, I guess it could if you were famous and like, 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 uh, like this podcast is like, I started it because I wanted to. I love it. I love these conversations. Yeah. I always leave here having a great time. Yeah. You know, it's like we, we have fun. I enjoy this. Yeah. But I'm not ever expecting it to get huge and I can make a ton of money where I can just be a podcaster. You know, like like Joe Rogan or Andy Stump or Jocko. Or I, I'm not expecting to make lots of that yeah, money. Yeah, but if it happens, you got to take the life as it's, it. It's, it's not going to okay. happen. Like the likelihood of it happening is like literally like one in a billion. Is it possible? Yes. Is it going to happen? No. Because like I don't have that famous person to like if like – you know, if I were to get myself onto a Joe Rogan show where like millions of people would listen to to me talk to him, which what the fuck would he talk to me about? What's my life experience? Like, oh, like I got married super young and had a daughter and got a job and started working and I got stuck in an industry because my college degree was bullshit and, and I'm kind of <laughs> been working there and I've got all these kind of crazy hobbies, but I'm always jumping back and forth and doing Seems this. Seems fascinating. It's, we should call Rogan right it's, now. It's not super fascinating. Nobody. Oh, no, it's not? Nobody gives a shit, oh. right? The most people I know don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys barely do, and you love me. All right, screw you, know? you and your pessimism. I'll be the no, famous no. person to get you on no, but there. It's, all right, it's, I got it's, you. It's just the truth, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's right. fine, but, it's like, but even if I were to do that, and we had an interesting conversation. It was fun and amazing, and I, I get to say, hey, young Jamie, look this up, because everybody likes to do that. It's like the big shout-out on the show, right? You know, because he's got his producer. But it's like, even if that were to happen, and these millions of people were to hear me and say, hey, I've got my own podcast. Come check it out on Uncensored Humanity. You know, and, and they go to check it out. So say, I don't know, like Did, a, a tenth of them, you know, like went to go look at it. And maybe like 3,000 of them actually subscribe. Like, I actually kind of like this guy. It's kind of cool. Like, I want to listen to what he has to say. Like, even then, it's like, it's not going to blow up to the point where I could actually like retire, quit my job and like podcast full time. It's, it's, it's not so, going to happen. But that's fine. Because again, like, I'm doing this for me. I hope it helps somebody else. Right. If nothing else, we're just going to come on and bullshit every few weeks because I love you guys. I love talking to you guys. We'll talk about what's going on in our lives and society and all that kind of stuff. And it's just because, like, this is a great outlet for me. But you, you know? just – you just okay, so you just said something that maybe it helps somebody. When I got my OVI a couple of years ago – yes, I had one. I went through the classes and everything they make you do to get – okay, you can have your fucking car back or whatever else. All that stuff. <laughs> There was a kid in there that had been through all kinds of shit. He was suicidal. He was he was trying these things. He did, he got tanked one night and was fucked up on shrooms or pot or and uh, drinking whatever it was when he got caught. Went through this thing. He's in there with me, this other lady who's like a motivational speaker slash writer who went out with her friends and had a party like what I did and came home from said party or whatnot and just got caught. But she sat down and she mommed this kid through the three or four days of a weekend or whatever it was that we were there. And what do you like to do? What do you, this and that? Like she writes books and she was telling us all this and we got her contact information to talk to her whenever we have problems about things. It's like, why did I meet you? Why did this all happen to, so she talks to this kid. He walks out of there when we're done with the class. And he's like, I really feel like I came in here for more than a DUI or an OVI thing or whatever, because the conversations that he got to have, He's like, I'm going to get back into doing music stuff and whatever else and all these things that people talked him out of. He's like, I don't literally feel the my life fucking sucks. I'm going to kill myself after 
sitting and talking with all you guys. And as far as I know, the kid's still alive. Okay. Now, now, now hold on a second, though, because like you're talking about like that being for like a reason and a purpose yeah. and all these kind of things. But how much of that is just because he actually had to sit down and have conversations, whereas maybe, most people maybe, yeah. live their lives on their fucking phones. Yeah. Well, and like they're on social media. They're, they're on video games or whatever. They're not actually interacting with real people. But that's why we're all different. I don't see it that way. He came in there for a reason in my mind. That's yeah. how. No, no, that's fine. He like, might you, have been you helped. Can, you can believe whatever so, you want to. Right. So maybe, maybe one day somebody does something and they're like, "Holy shit, I like what this guy's doing" because he just wanted to sit down and talk with his friends on a podcast or whatever else it was. And then, boom, they do something or start something or write something or whatever else is. Maybe help their life. You don't know. Maybe. But I'm cool with the maybes. Like, if I change somebody's life, regardless of how much it is. If I make somebody have a better day when they're having a shitty one like that, maybe that's all. Maybe you do it, but it's not a bad thing, though. I mean, you're a good person. You're you definitely like I think you like helping people more than you think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm like Jake. I'm like Jake, too, though. I, I definitely one who's more of a believer of things happen for a reason. I think people come in and out of your life for a reason. Um, I, I just I've seen it too many times. Well, it's like you life. and I've talked about before, Todd, yeah. like I, I believe that people are are drawn to certain people. Mm-hmm. Like there, there, are, there are certain people that you meet, they're, they're just instant friends. Mm-hmm. You meet them, they're like kindred spirits. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like something about that just draws me to them. I don't know if it's their their aura, mm-hmm. their their energy, like whatever you want to call it. I don't care. It's like, yeah. but I really believe that you can have those powerful moments with people that's just like, hey, you know what? Like I, I, I want to be around them. And they just become just instant friends. Right. Well, like yeah, you said about the, the kid kids born and there's a soul right there or whatever like obviously you can see people with kids that the evolution side of the whole spiritual like when i was younger it was the whole every time some people in my family and you talk about the evolution or whatnot it was talked about in school or science or whatever it was nope christ made us this way this is boom this is like, some people in my family and my friends are dead set that this is just this is how it is it's laid out that's your path again we, there could be something higher, maybe. I don't know. I, I I reserve the right, like Jordan Peterson says, to say, I don't know. You know, I completely haven't figured it out yet. You can watch your kids evolve. So you know that shit's real. Like, it's like their little nerd alert Pokemon evolution thing where they get to a certain age or whatever, and they, they grow, they evolve. They Like, maybe I changed from the 18, 19, 20-year-old that I was because I got older, I got at the like we should learn stuff, be educated, whatever. I've evolved into yappy, talky, optimistic, happy guy that tries <laughs> to use humor for all the shitty stuff in life because that's how my life gets changed. But even my, my buddy's coming back from Australia. He's lived there for 22 years. His brother killed himself, OD'd, not long ago. We are going to catch up for 22 years, and we are going to do every bit of talking, conversations, all these things that we can. And I told him, like you talked about the therapy. My therapy is talking to people. When I was trying to get that example out of maybe you're you're actually giving people therapy by talking to them or somebody hears something that eventually your podcast, maybe it does. But that whole, we don't know who we're going to help. We don't know. When I did the Citizens Together thing when we were at the bar, it wasn't just because it was politics and religion and life and all that. It was that is my therapy is sitting and talking to people. I I've had shitty thoughts in my mind like what's going on with our life or work or me and my wife or whatever else that so just sitting and talking with people, maybe having a drink or two. I sat at the bar with strangers when I get out of work and just bullshit 
And I'd leave there, not because of the alcohol. It was only like a couple beers. I'd leave and go, fuck, today's awesome. Like, when I left work, I thought this was the worst fucking day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Work can do that to you. I talked to a random stranger I've never met before in my life and had a drink or two with them and then left that bar going, damn. Right. I honestly don't I don't think two beers made me feel that my life completely changed. Where It was the conversation and the shit that we talked about. You no, know, other people are going through it, too, and all that. And it's like, when we say the hippy-dippy bullshit things or whatever, a lot of things are. But that's why we talk about spirituality and the religion, and it's all part of our fucking life. Maybe our purpose is just figure what the fuck this life thing is. I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. Like, it's, so, it's going to hopefully be a never-ending journey. Right. That's so for when sure. You talk about the spiritual stuff and the things that you've done and seen and been through and whatnot, like, I love that. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's new to me, I guess, or whatever. Right. I think we've been rambling on quite long enough here. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Jake, you have any closing thoughts, sir? I be good people's too easy. It is a cop out. So I got, yes and no. It's growing on me. I, I it, <laughs> be be good people. Then I'm I'm gonna go with that. So live your life. Can I read something else? Like of I course. always do. Okay. So when we were traveling, my wife and I, we went down to Kentucky. We walked into this lady's Airbnb. We stayed at. Lo and behold, we started talking about all this shit, having conversation. I work at a Swiss company. We've been to Switzerland. We blah, 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 blah. She's got a daughter that's marrying a Swiss guy. Where the fuck they met from, I don't remember what convention or whatever it was. But on her wall, she's got this big sign that says, Manifest love, follow your dreams, eat slow dessert, down, slow down, listen to music, travel, explore new paths, make new memories, embrace change, always have a plan, be confident, forgive, be a good example, listen to your heart, and no regrets. My wife and I were like, why did we come to this lady's place that has a daughter that's marrying a Swiss guy to have all these conversations with? And then the signs right there, which is how we live our fucking life. If shit doesn't happen for a reason, like these things keep happening in my life. And then I go back to everything happens for a reason. I know why I feel and believe that. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I understand that. Completely. Fair enough. Mr. Todd, sir. Huh. You know, I, I didn't think about, uh, closing topic, closing statement until you, you just said that. You don't have to have No, one. no, no. Actually, I have something I, I, w- I wanted to say. And uh, one of the one of the rabbit holes that I've been, that I unfortunately or fortunately got into um, relatively recently is the um, child sex uh, slave trade and human trafficking and stuff. And um, I don't know why uh, I got into it, but um, the thing that I've discovered is that the Trump family has been very much a big proponent in stopping it. And I don't think it's by accident that Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell were arrested under his watch. Um, I think those two people in particular have been known who they are for a very long time and nobody's done anything about it until he got in office. And there you see more and more stories every single day of kids being rescued and for that reason and that reason alone, that's who I'm going to vote for again in November. I've never I've never once in my life contributed to a campaign ever until now. And that's the reason. So I'll Interesting. And with that, yeah. 
for sure. Right. Well, thank you, boys, for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for doing. Always that. a good time. And I know that like Todd talks about like when I when I do when I do text him and say, "Hey, let's get together and do a podcast." It's like more because like let's just get together and hang out and bullshit, right. right? But he's like, "I've got nothing to talk about." Like we're always going to find shit to talk about. Sure. Like and some of it's like you know repetitive and this and that, you know. But a lot of people haven't gone back and listened to all the same other episodes, so it's like it might be the first time they've heard it anyway. And maybe it'll be good for them. Maybe it won't. Who knows? I don't know. Just yeah. always a good time. Uh, I know Jake is going to come back on next week with a, a friend of his who's a police officer, and I wanted to get his take on um, what's going on in today's climate and everything else. I'm really looking forward to that episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's inside and sees all of it. So I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, so so I'm, I'm quite interested to hear what he has to say about all these good things. So without any further ado, so thank you, boyos, again. Yep. See, yep. see you again you. soon, and we Later. will see you guys next time. All right, well, that wraps up another great episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed yourselves. I know that we always have a blast getting together, and it's always fun sitting down and bullshitting with those two. We always seem to have a good time, no matter what it is that we're talking about, even if we're just bullshitting about stuff we've all talked about before, because let's be honest, we're not all that smart. Let's be, <laughs> let's be super clear here, but I think that's pretty evident if you've listened to a handful of episodes by now. <laughs> But if you guys are still here, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. It's so much fun to watch the, the podcast grow and the episodes get some views and some likes and all that kind of good stuff. It's pretty, pretty cool. But I could still use your help. We need to get the show out to some more people. And the best thing that we can do for that right now is to leave it some good reviews. So please go out and leave the show some five-star reviews. Make them fun. Make them entertaining. Have a blast with them. You, you have free creative reign. Have a good time. But that really helps them get bumped up in the rankings. So hopefully we can get new people listening to the show. That is all we have time for this week. We will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.